She just deep throats the trumpet. Hello and welcome to Chaotic Creations, a podcast where we take weird prompts and make weird Dungeons & Dragons characters. I'm Harper, your lawful nerdy paladin. And I'm Darby, your chaotic tired bard. And today is our second episode. Darby, how are you doing? You know, doing. Uh, it's I'm sort of seeing all the follows and likes and retweets from all these and messages from all these people in the D&D TTRPG podcasting community, and it's been wild. Yeah, people are so friendly. We're absolutely loving all of the feedback that we're getting. We can't wait to keep making podcasts for you all. We hope that you really enjoy them. And we already had some interest in maybe some people appearing on the podcast. So maybe in the future we'll be able to have a couple of guests. I know that we would both really love that. Yeah. I mean, you know that noise that old Windows computers used to make when they would get like an error or like starting up that screeching like <laughs> noise? <They're> like <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like my brain right now. <laughs> I'm just like seeing all these things coming. I'm like, brain does not compute. Beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> People talking to us. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a really overwhelming response and we're so grateful and we hope that you keep enjoying our episodes. Also, a thing to note, finished character sheets are now going to be available on our website for your playing pleasure or if you'd like to follow along as we go through the episode. So I'll have a couple of things on that we don't list on the pod when we're creating the character, like a completed spell list for some of our spellcasters. Yeah, just click on the character sheets tab on our website, and then you can look at them by their categories, or you can just search them specifically by name, or just browse through all the all the posts that we have. Eventually it'll be much longer and you'll have to use those category tabs. That's true. So we are hoping that, you know, if these characters sheets might inspire you to create a fun character or hey, if you're a DM or a GM and you want to take these characters and use them as NPCs, feel free. We would be happy to make appearances in your games. So right now I am going to be giving Darby a prompt for a character. It is her turn to create a character this week. And after I gave her the prompt, she's going to roll her stats and bring the character up to level four. As a reminder, the way that we roll stats here on Chaotic Creations is that we roll 4d6 and drop the lowest number, re-rolling any ones. And we do that six times for all of our stats. Are you ready to go, Darby? Ready as I'll ever be. All right, so without further ado, let's get into episode two of Chaotic Creations. I'll be throwing Darby... A bit of a fun prompt to create a character. Darby, I would like you to uh, take one of your favorite races. I would like you to take a Kenku, and I would like you to make a barbarian. <laughs> yes! Oh, I love Kenku. Oh, this is a great one. Okay, Kenku, barbarian. Okie dokie. Let's roll some stats. So for those of you who may be unaware, a Kenku is a 
crow-like human, a little bit smaller than human size. And uh, what sets them apart from the other bird race in D&D is that Kenku are not capable of uh, producing their own speech sounds. They can only mimic sounds that they've heard. So they can mimic uh, others' speech that they've heard, and they can mimic sounds that they've heard. So they're a lot like mockingbirds in that way. And Darby has a deep and abiding love for Kenkus. Okay, okay. 10, 13, 12, 11, 13, 17. All right. So, Barbarian, obviously. <laughs> Highest score to roll at one's gotta go in strength. <sighs> yep. Strength is 17. Kinks have bonuses to dexterity and wisdom. So, that 10 is gonna go into wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dexterity is pretty useful for that armor class. Yeah. The initiative bonus. 13, so then a 15 total. Not an even number, but... You know, at least it's something. Mm-hmm. Probably a 13 for constitution, an 11 for intelligence, and a 12 for charisma. You know what? Mm. Maybe this Kenku hasn't heard very many people talk in their lives, so they don't have the chance to be charismatic because they don't have anything to say. Yep. I mean, maybe maybe the Kenku just grew up amongst a bunch of barbarians. And so, you know, like how a, if there's like a cat that's like raised, but there's only surrounded by dogs and suddenly it just kind of starts acting like a dog. You know, maybe that's what happened to my cat. <laughs> I'm thinking that might be what happened with this Kenku is that they were just like a little baby and a bunch of barbarians are like, oh God, it's a child. I mean, we gotta raise them. Like, we're not gonna let them die. And then they raise this <laughs> Kenku who's quite strong and then maybe a little lacking in all the other areas but can rage like anybody else <laughs> i love this rage is like no one's business okay so kenkus get what are kenku training you're proficient in two of the following skills acrobatics deception stealth and sleight of hand so let's do acrobatics because that sounds like a kind of muscly thing you can do even though it's a dexterity based skill yeah, I mean, it's useful for getting yourself out of sticky situations, which I feel like a barbarian needs to be able to do. Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe stealth. Sleight of hand seems kind of, maybe not in this character's wheelhouse. This is going to be an odd bird, pun intended. An odd duck. Yep. Ready to murder someone. Uh, I don't know if you can hear Darby's wink through the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Proficiencies. Let's see. Uh, athletics. Yes. Mmm. The other choices are animal handling, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. I guess intimidation? Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> you know, if I were to see a little four-foot-tall crow person come at me and then open its beak and start roaring at me in a deep-ass voice about how it's gonna, you know, fuck me up, that would be kind of terrifying, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Primal path. So, third level, choose a path that shapes the nature of your rage. Hmm. <clears throat> so, I don't know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> you you always gravitate toward making the spellcasters. I love being able to cast spells. It's like my... I like the versatility of it, which I think is exemplified in several of the things I end up choosing. <laughs> I think so, too. I just like versatility. Like utility, versatility. I mean, I know that we've discussed that both of our first D&D &D characters were rogues. 
Oh, yeah. But the difference is, your first character was a rogue, and then you've played a lot of spellcasters since then. But I really gravitate toward the martial classes, and then occasionally I'll play a spellcaster. It's funny how, like, paths sort of diverged. What I like doing is I like playing a martial class that has just a little bit of spellcasting flavor. So an eldritch knight or an arcane trickster. I like having mostly martial damage with just like a little bit of spice. Yeah, I love playing a ranger. I just, I wish that they had given the ranger a little more love when choosing the abilities of a ranger because it's not fantastic. No, I mean, I think that they really did Aragorn a disservice when they made his class just crap in 5e. Yep. Ooh, totem warrior. Oh, this is what Lionel is in Critical Role. You know, I mean, I know that I am many, many years behind, but I have met Lionel for about five minutes because I immediately heard a spoiler that I'm not going to say here. And I paused it, and I immediately called our DM, Tristan. And I was like, is this what I think it is? And our DM said, yeah, and you have to watch this one. You can't listen to it on podcast. So I paused it, and I haven't been able to go back since. So I don't know anything about Lionel other than that Lionel seems kind of dumb. Ah, Lionel, Lionel's a gift. His player is a gift. Beautiful, beautiful roleplay absolutely lovely path of the totem warrior is a spiritual journey as a barbarian accepts a spirit animal as a guide protector and inspiration in battle your totem spirit fills you with supernatural might adding magical fuel to your barbarian rage i I like the idea of this little crow person having like a badass animal totem what if the reason the clan took her in is because their totem animal is a crow Oh, that could be interesting. I'm attached to this idea now. Is there a crow totem? I don't think there is. There's an eagle totem. That could be interesting. Just eagle reskinned to be a crow. Maybe the group of barbarians she was raised by aren't too bright, and they look at her and they go, "Ah, it's a bird. Must be an eagle." All birds are the same. Oh, she probably she's like, "I am an eagle kenku," and everyone's like, "No, you are not." <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. She can only say what other people have said. <laughs> like i am an eagle she probably just says she probably just says eagle and people are like not quite eagle (laughs) okay while you're raging other creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attacks against you you can use your dash action as a bonus action on your turn the spirit of the eagle makes you into a predator who can weave through the fray with ease. I like this. I'm not going to look at any other. I think it's very funny to have a Kenku barbarian whose totem animal is another bird. Just not the same one. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. I, I like the thought that the Kenku just walks around going, Ka-ka! And people think that they're trying to make a crow sound, but they're actually trying to make an eagle sound. Yeah. You know what? Maybe the Kenku has heard an eagle's cry and it just imitates the eagle cry as like its rage starter. Mm-hmm. Have you heard a bald eagle scream before? Yeah, they're not the ones that they always play on TV. That's red-tailed hawks. Bald eagles have a interesting call. My elementary school's mascot was a red-tailed hawk and we lived right next door to a wetland where there was a nesting red-tailed hawk. 
so we would sometimes hear that red-tailed hawk scream. And until I was like 12 years old, I thought that it was a bald eagle scream. And you know why? Because of the Colbert rapport. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's like a quail or a pigeon that makes like hooing noises during the day. And for years, I thought it was an owl. Yeah, 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 that one. For years, I thought it was an owl. And I was like cooing out my window to it. And my mom's just like, it's not an owl. Yeah, owls tend to sleep during the day. Yeah, so I've learned. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) I mean, big question is what kind of background will you have for this? Oh, that's true. Let's look at background. That's going to be a fun one. Maybe a gladiator? (laughs) Oh, that would be so funny. One of her clan's, like, catchphrases. (laughs) Are you not entertained? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And she says it exactly like that. Super deep voice. Yeah. I imagine there's one, like, dragonborn or goliath barbarian who's got a super deep voice that the Kenku loves to imitate. Yeah, and she does the same actions he does, which is like... (gasps) Like, waving his arms, trying to get, like, applause... They're like a traveling troupe of gladiator totem barbarians who like go around and fight people for money. I love that. I feel like a lot of times like groups of barbarians are portrayed as like, you know, kind of like they are in critical role with the horde that just Mm -hmm. travels around and destroys everything in their path. And I like the thought of a group of barbarians that can exist within society. Not that society is all that great, but I don't think that every barbarian lives outside of society. Yeah. And I think that would appeal to a Kenku's more charismatic abilities, even though she's not that charismatic. Yeah, no. (laughs) But like the, (sighs) like, rage, fight, like that kind of entertainment. And that's why she's good at intimidation, because that's what you do when you get in the ring. You go, (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay, so skill proficiency, I'm given performance. So I get to choose one other skill from quite a few other ones. There's really not a lot of strength-based... Well, there's athletics. That's the strength-based skill. Yep, and I already took it. So. <laughs> so what do we have left? Maybe survival? I don't know. I don't know, like... Maybe then sleight of hand, I guess. If you're being, like, flashy and... Yeah, being flashy and also, like, you know, it's kind of tricks of the trade if you're in a traveling troop. That was a lot of TR noises. That was really fun. I mean, you have to learn how to survive, and sometimes that means picking a few pockets. Yeah. Ah, when she was younger, you know, while the crowds were fighting, you know, while they're watching the fight, she would just go and pick people's pockets as, like, you know. How she was useful to the troop before she was old enough to fight. Yeah. Because they're like, huh, I feel like putting a (sighs) six-year-old... Even though they're a Kenku, putting a six-year-old in the ring against actually huge, possibly large other people might look really bad. I mean, might look bad, but like, you know what she's giving me vibes of? She's giving me Toph vibes, kind of. (laughs) Like, she really is reminding me of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender of just like (laughs) this really small child up against all these big bulky men. Uh Uh-huh. And just being like, <laughs> she can only repeat things yeah. that other people have told her. So probably she just repeats all the all the oh, you're a loser, like I'd have beat you up, like really aggressive language which <laughs> is coming out of this tiny kenku. I love it so much. It's just repeating all the like 
all the things that they're saying to her right before she goes into the ring. She's like, I'm going to decimate you. Like, they're going to have to pick you up in pieces and take you home. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. So the other thing she gets, uh, she gets tool proficiency with a disguise kit and she gets to choose a musical instrument. What musical instrument would a barbarian play? I find the idea, just ignoring the barbarian bit for a second, I find the idea of a bird trying to play a a brass or wind instrument <laughs> extremely funny. Especially the, oh my gosh, yeah, the brass especially because that's so dependent on like your lip movements. Yeah. <laughs> she just jams it down. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She just deep throats the trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) Or even worse, the bagpipes. Oh my god. Yes, it must be bagpipes. There can be no other. Oh yes, we love it. Love to see it happen. Should I choose the suggested characteristics? Sure, why not? Personality traits. Choose two. Hmm. I quite like the, I love a good insult, even one directed at me. Because she probably, because she can't speak on her own. So if she gets a good insult, she's like, great, thanks. I'll take that now. It's mine. (laughs) I agree. That's a good one. I also like the idea that nobody stays angry at me or around me for long since I can diffuse any amount of tension. Bat's eyes looks up cutely. And then when no one's looking, steals all their coins. Oh, absolutely. She's just a little (laughs) little scamp. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she knows exactly how people work <laughs> mm-hmm. ideals so number two is sort of speaking to me tradition the stories legends and songs of the past must never be forgotten for they teach us who we are i love that for a kenku though because like she can only say what it is that she's heard so in order to carry mm-hmm. on the, the tradition she needs to be told the stories and then she can pass them on oh she would be a great like oral storyteller because she can pass it on exactly as she heard it mm-hmm. and carry the voice of the person who maybe not who may not be around anymore but whose story that she loves and remembers forever that's really great oh that's a real cute one and all the other ones not really, <laughs> the other one that speaks to me is greed i'm only in it for the money and fame well she's probably in it for the money and the fame but also it sounds like she's in it for the life experience you know yeah maybe honesty art should reflect the soul it should come from within and reveal who we really are which of them is speaking to you the most probably probably not beauty because beauty says when i perform i make the world better than it was i don't think she thinks that broadly of Mm -hmm. her sort of thing i think maybe people number five i like seeing the smiles on people's faces when i perform that's all that matters I like it, yeah. This is like this, at first I was picturing this like tiny little Kenku who's just bundled with rage, but now I'm picturing this like really sweet Kenku, like barbarian who, you know, can fight like anyone else, but has a really sweet disposition and, you know, will go into a rage, but loves just putting on the show for people, carrying on the traditions of her barbarian clan, Mm -hmm. you know. She's like, she really feels like she represents them because she's like, I'm an eagle. (laughs) Well, but then you have to ask yourself then, I mean, the core thing about a barbarian is their deep rage that they tap into. So where does her rage come from? That's a good question. I love my sweet baby. (laughs) I feel like, (laughs) what what would make her angry? Probably someone threatening her family. 
I mean, what extent do you think she knew her parents, her real parents? I'd like to imagine very little, because I feel like the only... What she knows is her barbarian clan, who tells her she is an eagle, (laughs) and taught her their ways, and, like, the only history that she knows of is the history that was given to her by this family, that she's... That's now her family. Mm -hmm. Maybe... Well, then maybe you have to ask yourself, what kinds of stories would a troop of barbarians tell, and what kind of rage would that instill in a young child? Maybe maybe someone in a town caught her pickpocketing or something. Maybe they, like, forced their troop out of the town. I think there hmm. might be something, too. If she really values stories and people, there must be something about that connection that gives her her rage. Maybe one of her favorite people died. Oh, yeah. Oh, what if, like, her mentor died in a gladiatorial accident? <laughs> like, they're a traveling band. Their act is supposed to be non-lethal, but, I mean, there's always accidents, especially when there's raging involved. Yeah. Maybe they're, like, doing their whole thing. Her mentor's out there, like, you know, raging. You know, he wins. And then the person they were fighting does a dirty, like, underhanded like shot after they lose and kills kills them by accident mm-hmm. i feel like if like someone died and it was like purely an, like purely an accident they just happened to like hit the wrong vein she'd be upset but like i feel like in the way that they t- teach you know fighting and battle and like rage you know things happen and sometimes you can't control it but that's not bad but mm-hmm. like if something if something unfair happened especially something unfair that didn't go rightfully punished she would be super angry about that. And that would probably be a good source for rage. Oh yeah, definitely. So maybe so maybe her mentor was won this fight. It was all good, getting their prize. And then this dude comes up and just shanks him or something or slips poison into his drink in the inn. And then he dies as a result. Oh yeah, I like it. What if there's like a hierarchy among their troop and... Like, someone got bested and lost rank and was upset about it. But then wouldn't that shatter their whole truth? Not necessarily. Not if it went undiscovered, you know? Oh. Can you imagine she can't speak without someone saying the words first before her? So she can't tell anyone what happened. She can't find the right word because no one's going to tell her. Uh-huh. I like it. It's like, have you seen Game of Thrones when Arya has to poison that actress and it's the younger actress who wants her role, who's the one who called in the hit? Yeah, the understudy. Yeah, it reminds me of that. She's just sticking around long enough until she can find someone saying the words she needs to expose this guy. Yeah. Maybe this person lost rank because they found out, like, this dude is cheating. <laughs> He's bribing the other person to, like, fall unconscious. That's not fun. Like, mm-hmm. dude, stop. And the mentor is just like, okay, dude, you're gonna drop rank, but you need to learn your lesson. Learn to fight proper, good and proper, as is our way, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about promoting you back up. And this guy was like, you know what? Screw you. I hate you. I'm gonna poison you. <laughs> yeah, but he does so secretly and only our girl knows. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's intrigue and it's pain that fuels anger instead of being a, a paralytic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if I do call him out, I want to be the one to destroy him. Maybe that's when she's like, you know what? I need to get stronger. In. Ring. Me. Yeah. Have you thought up a name for our girl yet? Mm, I haven't. 
You know, it'd be really funny. What? If she was one of those Kenkus who makes her name a sound instead of a word. Cheer up. What sound do you imagine that is? Just like, cheer up, cheer up. Like a chirp? Yeah. What if she, what if her name, she's so into the troop, her name is just one of those like red-tailed hawk screeches. That's a bald eagle screech. And everyone just calls her screech. Yeah, screech. But spelled with a, wait, C is the correct spelling, isn't it? SC C is the correct spelling. With a K. <laughs> Actually, with a C and a K. S-C-K-R-E-E-C-H. Oh, you make my brain hurt. <laughs> the K is silent. <laughs> Screech the Kenku Barbarian, who feels a deep rage because the unresolved murder of her mentor, who everyone thinks died for unrelated reasons. Oh, wait, I have to pick bonds and flaws. Okay. Oh, all of these seem really fit with her story though my instrument is my most treasured possession it reminds me of someone i love what if it was her mentor who played the bagpipes oh and then there's i will do anything to prove myself superior to my hated rival both of those oh yeah sound fabulous flaws Mm. why would she leave her troop maybe she left her troop because maybe she's going on one of those i need to journey to become stronger kind of things like she's a hercules like i can go the distance Anytime or where. Is that the lyric? I don't think so, but it's anytime (laughs) or something. Sure. My memory for lyrics is very poor unless I've listened to the songs 300 times. I have trouble keeping my true feelings hidden. My sharp tongue lands me in trouble. She just swears up a storm. Of course she does. She was raised around a traveling troop of barbarian gladiators. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, I will not say a string of swear words, but, you know, you can imagine. I can bleep them out. (laughs) Just, when something happens, she's like, (laughs) Just, (laughs) You motherfucker. (laughs) Just, I will definitely bleep all of those out in post. (laughs) Yeah, you're gonna have to. Out of this sweet little Kenku's, like, face, her chirps and chirps are just very cute and small, and then just, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. What feet do you think you want to take for her? Oh, man. For Screech with a K and a C. Uh-huh. I like to imagine Screech with, like, a big axe. So I'm trying to think what kind of feet would I want to... Oh, she could take Great Weapon Master. Is that a feat? Yeah, it is. There's also Tough, which would double her health. Ooh, yeah. Your hit point maximum increases by an amount equal to, oh, twice your level when it, you gain this feat. Eh, not as good. Yeah, not as good as I like hmm oh here's an interesting one well it is ua so how are we feeling about a ua feat i feel like ua is acceptable okay because this one's interesting it's called crusher once per turn when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage you can move it five feet to an unoccupied space provided the target is no more than one size larger than you when you score a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage to a creature, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the end of your next turn. That's awesome, but she's gonna need to not use an axe in that case. Maybe a hammer? I love the idea of like a tiny Kenku with a big old dwarven war hammer. Just like, uh-huh. <laughs> you wanna go? <laughs> yep. Just cracks her neck. And it allows me to increase my strength or dexterity by one. So I can make my strength a good old 18. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I think that's it for Screech. Okay, so let's recap Screech. Yeah. Screech is a Kenku barbarian who was raised by a troop of gladiatorial totem barbarians whose totem animal is an eagle 
and who taught her to believe that she herself is also an eagle. She channels a rage because of her murdered mentor and seeks to avenge his death by beating the crap out of the other person who killed him. I love her. Yeah, I love her. (laughs) I love her so much. It's funny because I usually don't like Ken Coos at all. I don't like having to work around the role playing of not being able to say whatever the heck I want, but <laughs> I know they're near and dear to your heart. Ugh, I just love the idea of taking all the things that someone says and just spitting it back at them at the most inconvenient times. Oh man, are we talking about Screech or Darby here? What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they're near and dear to my heart. Fair enough. That's all for this week. Be sure to join us next week for another Chaotic Creation. Chaotic Creations is created, produced, and hosted by Harper Hayes and Darby Pack. Editing is by Harper Hayes, and web design is by Darby Pack. Art is by Kiku Hughes, who you can find on Twitter at Kiku Hughes, and the music is by Kevin McLeod. You can find us online at chaoticpod.com. If you'd like to chat with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chaoticpod. Thanks for listening.